You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, presented by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Follow him on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? Things are great, bud. How are you? Things are good here as well. Good. Matt, this is going to be our Dynasty Value Study episode. We're going to dig deep on a couple of players. I've thrown their names out on Twitter, and there are some some heated opinions on these guys. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Our first Dynasty Value Study of the day is C.D. Lamb, rookie wide receiver. We've seen two games from him, and Dynasty managers are treating this guy like he's a top 12 dynasty wide receiver already maybe even higher than that before i share some of the data we'll get into rankings and adp and some some actual trades that have gone down with cd lamb through these first two games what are your initial thoughts on him very impressive um better than i thought so far as a rookie um this past week's crazy game script certainly didn't hurt his cause fantasy wise either i mean to be such a hole and have to come back the way Dallas did and eventually did. Um, I, I do think he is what he was cracked up to be as a player coming out of Oklahoma. Contested catch, moves very well, excellent with the ball in his hands. Uh, I kind of thought after week one, though, that, hey, you know, his ability in the open field isn't going to be like it was in the Big 12. I mean, these guys are going to hunt him down a little bit more. And I like him a lot. But boy, this seems a little rich for me. I mean, considering the company he's keeping in the dynasty world. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, well, actually, I've got him ranked pretty highly myself, but I'm always, uh, I think I've kind of developed a reputation for being aggressive with with valuing these higher, uh, these younger players pretty highly early on in their career. Uh, I am surprised that there's almost a consensus that that's how he's being valued. Uh Let's get into some of the numbers. Uh, Of course, in week one, C.D. Lamb catches five passes for 59 yards. He's the wide receiver 38 uh, that week. Uh, And that was enough, I think, to show some promise. And then, like you said, last week uh, against the Falcons, we wanted a piece of that game, however we can get it. So I know Lamb, whether you're talking DFS or, or redraft or dynasty, he was a popular player last week to stick in your lineups and it paid off. He was wide receiver 18. He catches six passes, goes over a hundred yards for the first time in his career at DLF. He is, uh, he currently ranked as the wide receiver 11. So as I mentioned, already being valued as a top 12 guy, we call those wide receiver ones. So he's a wide receiver one already. Some of the players being valued around him uh, in front of him are AJ Brown, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, and then we find C.D. Lamb. Uh, so he's he's already being ranked ahead of his teammate, Amari Cooper, ahead of Kenny Galladay. We haven't seen him yet. Ahead of Calvin Ridley, who has been uh, on fire to start the season. 
Matt, before we get to some of the other numbers, it, it's just kind of, I guess, a natural thing to compare teammates. And in this case, we've got three good wide receivers in Dallas. Amari Cooper, I mentioned, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup as well. How are you valuing specifically Cooper and Gallup since Lamb has been added to the mix? That's a good conversation because obviously they're both, they're all three of them are outstanding. There's a lot of pie to eat there. You know, I mean, that it's a large pie in the passing game and the offense in general. I'd love to cite this stat that last year, the Cowboys averaged the most yards per play in the league, including the Chiefs, including the Ravens. They were, to me, probably the best offense in the league, and they were on a per-play basis. Um, When they drafted Lamb, I said things like, in 2021, Cooper might be the third best receiver on that of that group, and maybe he's a cap casualty by then because they're gonna have a lot of big guys they have to spend. I mean, and maybe that's more like a 2022 thing, but not too far down the road. Um, but I don't know that any of them. I think I'd be lower on all three to be honest than where they're going, you know, just in the world of dynasty. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I do. You mentioned the Chiefs there, and we, we've seen it in the past with the Rams when they had Cup and Cooks and and Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost to the point where you you just start them every week and hope it's their week to to really hit. Uh, and, and obviously, with with Lamb added to the group, it's it's early on. We're two games into his career and two games into their time together as teammates. So. Maybe Cooper continues to be the the top guy there, but I get the feeling we're going to see all three of them have their big games from time to time. Figuring out when that is going to happen, of course, is the tricky part. Like, for example, I'd much rather, like, Ridley's situation is way better to me, and I like Ridley much more than Lamb or any of the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair, and and Ridley's been... Uh, a, a huge also riser, yeah. right? He's been a huge riser. We we may have to uh, may have to make him the the dynasty value study player next week. But I'd rather have Galladay, and he hasn't done a thing. See, I, I don't. You'd rather have Galladay over Lamb or over all of them? I'd rather have Galladay over any of the Cowboys receivers. Yeah, I think I would. I would take both Cooper and. And Man. Lamb over Galladay, so we would we would differ on that one. Okay, uh, a little bit more uh, of the data, DLF ADP, and again, as we mentioned last week, this was done before Week One. We'll collect it again very soon when uh, when the calendar rolls around to October. But uh, going into the season, he was the wide receiver nineteen and the forty second player overall. So even before we had seen him on an on an NFL field. He's a top 20 wide receiver, and he's uh, a fourth rounder in startup drafts, obviously carrying some big-time value. Players being drafted around him included DJ Chark, Terry McLaurin, Todd Gurley, and Cooper Cup. Some trades that have gone down recently uh, involving CeeDee Lamb, these come from the Dynasty Trade Finder, also over at DLF. Uh, And again, these are actual trades that have been completed in Dynasty Leagues. C.D. Lamb and a third rounder for Jerry Judy and Brian Edwards. I think most people thought Lamb and Judy were probably a toss-up coming into the league. Uh, so I did. Give, giving a third for Edwards, if you look at it that way, is, 
is a pretty nice deal for the, the Lamb seller here. C.D. Lamb for J.K. Dobbins, uh, also a third and a fourth rounder. Uh, I'd rather Dobbins than Lamb. I would rather have Dobbins than Lamb as well. I haven't seen anything. Uh, the, the usage has been a little weird with Dobbins, but still a player that I would want on my roster and I would want to be, I would want to buy right now. You, you have to think it was two or three or four months ago. These guys were both in a rookie draft. Uh, I don't, I don't think we've seen enough to swap their value yet. Me either. Assuming Dobbins was drafted ahead as, as he was in most cases. And that applies to Judy too. I don't think Judy and Lamb are that far off. Right, right. I agree. We saw Judy get banged up, but I mean, he's got a huge opportunity now that Cortland Sutton is out for the year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Judy's stock will be climbing as well. A couple other trades, and then we'll get to the Twitter polls. C.D. Lamb for Aaron Rodgers, even up. That was a super flex league. And C.D. Lamb, another another rookie for rookie here. C.D. Lamb for DeAndre Swift. Who do you want there? That's a tough one because I still think I think Swift has dropped in value certainly since rookie draft time where Swift was going ahead of Lamb, but I think he's dropped too much in value. I think he's going to be the guy there before long. Swift for me still, just because he's a potentially every down running back. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Also, tough to find those running backs, especially yeah. uh, with all the injuries we've seen. So if if you've got one, hold on to them. Uh, I want to get to the Twitter polls before we uh, close out our Dynasty Value Study of C.D. Lamb. Mentioned this last week. Basically, what I do: go to Twitter, uh, pit uh, our, our player that we're studying versus several other players from his position, uh, and just kind of see what what the Dynasty community tells us about those players. So it's it's a one-to-one poll, a series of one-to-one polls that we basically combine. Uh, so coming out on the top of this list, and we've got a total of nine wide receivers here, coming out on top is the Red Hot Calvin Ridley. He won over C.D. Lamb 73% for Ridley. He was the highest uh, player in these polls. Uh, so a, a player that is really coming on in value. I mentioned on sure. Twitter over the weekend that there really is no dynasty wide receiver one. I think um, meaning we've seen Thomas and we've seen Adams kind of drop due to injury. Possibly we've uh, we're waiting on some of the younger guys to really come up and claim that, that crown. And uh, I got a lot of responses, uh, but many of those mentioned Calvin Ridley is the overall wide receiver one in dynasty. Wow. I was surprised, to, surprised to hear that. Uh, let's run through the rest of these names. Chris Godwin, 72%. DJ Moore, 61%. I think if Godwin would have got to play the Panthers, maybe he wins this poll. That's fair. That's fair <laughs> for sure. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Ridley, Godwin, and Moore all winning the poll against uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, and then C.D. Lamb came out on top of all the rest of these players. A.J. Brown took 49%, so basically a toss-up. Uh, same for Terry McLaurin, 46% for him, barely falls uh, behind C.D. Lamb. Mike Evans, 40%. Juju Smith-Schuster, 39%. And, and then the one bringing up the rear is, is Lamb's teammate, Amari Cooper, only 25% of the vote. So three-fourths of the, of the respondents are taking C.D. Lamb over Amari Cooper already two games in. I love C.D. Lamb. I'm buying him if I can. I think some of those trades that we talked about were were pretty reasonable to get him. 
but I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked that everyone's with me, I guess, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's a little too rich for me. And I have one other name I was wanted to throw out there we haven't mentioned as a comp. Would you clearly ha- take C.D. Lamb over D.K. Metcalf? I wouldn't. No, no. For me, Metcalf is, is a huge riser. Um, okay. He's ahead of all these uh, guys then? He's ahead of all these guys. Wow, yes. okay. I didn't yeah, know Met- he was in that light. He is for me. And again, I, I'm pretty aggressive on younger players that I, that I have ha- high expectations for. I think... Uh, I think we can start valuing DK Metcalf as a top five wide receiver, uh, if not very close to it. Yeah, I think AJ Brown too, and he just hasn't got a chance to do it yet. But I think I'd take AJ Brown over when we mentioned. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I was I was surprised to see, uh, even though it was very close, surprised to see he was behind CD Lamb in in those polls. Yeah. So hopefully that gives you uh, a, a a good feel for the early dynasty value of CD Lamb. It's it's getting crazy already. We talked. Uh, yesterday about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor really gaining value very quickly. So it's happening at the wide receiver position as well. When we come back, we're going to do our second dynasty value study of the, uh, of the show, and we'll hear all about Tyler Higby. First, this season, get your football on time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, like Dallas, and breakout stars from every game, every week. And it's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective, very cool, as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Matt, let's get into our second dynasty value study of the day. It's Tyler Higby. We saw him kind of pick up where he left off at the end of the 2019 season when he was uh, almost single-handedly winning fantasy titles with, with his crazy run the last four or five weeks of the season. Picked up where he left off there in week two. Scored three touchdowns, only five catches total. Five catches, 54 yards, three of those for touchdowns. Pretty quiet week in uh, a quiet game in week one. Three catches for 40 yards. So he's been the tight end 22 and the tight end one overall uh, through these first two games. We'll get into some of these numbers, the ranks, the ADP, the trades, and the Twitter polls. But one of the big debates of the offseason was... Is Tyler Higby for real? You've got the competition with Gerald Everett there, who was banged up last year, and, and really that's what gave uh, that's what gave Higby his opportunity. We've seen Everett already with some injury issues this season, and Higby's taking advantage again. So, thinking about that Rams offense, how do you see Higby fitting in? And and simply, do you think he's for real? Can he keep this elite production up? I lean towards no, but not decisively, and I think he's for real, but I don't think he's an upper-tier 
I think he's like a tier three tight end in terms of redraft, in terms of, you know, playing him this week, this year, checking that box on Sunday morning. I like him. I think he's a plus athlete, not a great one, not a Waller or somebody like that that we saw on Monday night go crazy. Um, some of the younger guys, I think, have higher upsides than him. I kind of feel like we will look back on maybe this five or six game stretch and say that's the best of his career, but we won't be let down otherwise. Um, good player, but in, a, in what I think is a, a very impressive offense right now, but a lot of mouths to feed there too. Yeah, there certainly are, and, and that has to be another concern. Not only his competition with, with Everett, but just his target competition with Cooper Cup and, and Robert Woods, and you throw Van Jefferson and Josh Reynolds in there. Um, you know, you said it might be the best five, six-game stretch of his of his career, you know, in, in the end when we're looking back on things, and I agree with that, but to be fair, I mean, what he's done would be the best stretch of anybody's career. <laughs> right. He's got, yeah. I mean, wrong like, yeah, right. Right. He's got multiple tight end one overall weeks uh, to, to end last season and, and the first couple games this year. Yeah. It really just is unbelievable, which, which brings the question, not even necessarily, can he keep that up? Because no, he can't, Right. but can he continue to be a fantasy starter? Can he continue to be a guy like you said, that you check the box on every single week and the thing that really makes that difficult is I think there's so many guys in that tier. Um, he, he's not in the top tier with, with Kelsey and Kittle and Andrews when you think about dynasty value. But after that, it's, it's pretty wide open, and he's one of those guys, but there might be a dozen guys in that group. Well said. Well said. Uh, I, 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 let's just jump to the guys that are going around him because I think that's a, a good conversation. Yeah, so let's we'll start with his ranking. Currently ranked as tight end fourteen, he's behind Johnny Smith and uh, Irv Smith uh, in in DLF dynasty rankings. He's ahead of Austin Hooper and Hayden Hurst. So those are some of the some of the tight ends he's being valued around in our ADP data. He was the tight end ten, so that tells me. The community is valuing him a little bit higher than maybe uh, our group over at DLF is. Tight end 10, some of the other players, not tight ends only, but just some of the players with a similar ADP, Joe Burrow, Philip Lindsay, James White. And again, we see Hooper and Hurst uh, right near him, as well as Daniel Jones. We'll share some of the some of the recent trades that we've seen involved with Higby, but I really want to get to these Twitter polls because this, okay. Matt, this is almost reverse of maybe what I would have expected, or if we had done this preseason, what we might have seen. This time, this time, I'm going to start at the bottom. Zach Ertz, thirty five percent of the poll. He he loses the poll to Tyler Higby, and it's not even close. And that tells me that not only are people preferring Tyler Higby to Zach Ertz, but they prefer all of these other tight other tight ends that we're going to mention to Ertz as well. A little rough are, on Ertz. I know the first two weeks haven't gone so well, but he's got a pretty good track record. He really does. He, he might uh, he might be a guy to go out there and try to buy low if you're a contender. Uh, again, the only problem is there's so many tight ends, uh, and he carries that price tag. So if you can get one of these other guys for cheaper that that maybe is the better investment but uh, mm-hmm. i was shocked to see 
basically, Zach Ertz finished finished last on this list. Uh, above Zach Ertz is another guy we've typically valued as a top five tight end, but maybe those days are coming to an end. Evan Ingram with 38%, another player who's had a slow start. Are you worried more about Ingram maybe than Zach Ertz? Worried, yes, but the upside's enormous. I'd rather have Ertz than Ingram, um, but I'd rather have Ingram than Higby. Yeah, yeah, I, I would as well, and, and again, was surprised to see that. The other player, only only one other player lost the poll to Tyler Higby, and that was Hunter Henry, 47%. Uh, yet another player, He's he's been fine. He's been solid these first two weeks, but hasn't hasn't dropped a huge game. Uh, and now we're seeing some changes, maybe for better or worse, uh, with the Chargers. So uh, it's Ertz, 35%, Ingram, 38%, and Henry, 47%. So then if we're, if we're turning these polls into rankings, we would put Higby next. The other five tight ends beat, beat Higby in, these, in the head-to-head polls. Johnny Smith is the next one, 62%. Uh, he took the poll pretty easily against Tyler Higby, and I was kind of surprised to see that as well. We, we have seen a couple big games for him. People are buying into Johnny Smith. I am too. I love him. I mean, great athleticism. I, I was overspending for him, grabbing him in rookie drafts. You know, during rookie draft time, I kept buying him for picks, and I think it's going to pay off. I don't think they're close, to be honest with you. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, this Twitter poll thing is cool, but I think Higby's last for me on it. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's fair, and you know, that's that's one of the great things about Dynasty is we all disagree, and then when you see rankings or ADP or you see trades that are happening or you see Twitter polls. If you disagree with those, go out and take advantage. Right. That's the beauty of it. You're right. Uh, we'll, we'll finish up here with a, a few other players that uh, won that head to head poll against Tyler Higby, uh, Dallas Goddard, 73%. Uh, interesting to see the, the difference between Goddard and Ertz in the two different polls. TJ Hawkinson, 74%. Noah Fant, 81%. And Darren Waller winning this poll, 83%, uh, just coming off of, of what we saw on Monday night with him uh, really dominating the Saints and, and doing whatever he wanted out there. So that's that's kind of fresh in our mind, maybe. But Darren Waller comes out on top of uh, this series of polls. couple of trades that we've seen with Tyler Higbee. I think I'm on the other side of almost every one of these. Tyler Higbee for Michael Gallup. I'd rather have Gallup. Oh, yeah. Higby for Johnny Smith and a second rounder. I'd rather Johnny straight up. Right. Say what you will about maybe them head-to-head. If you're getting a second rounder on top, that's an easy one. Higby and Robbie Anderson for Austin Eckler. Give me Eckler there. And the last one, Higby for a second-round pick. That's 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 fair. Yeah, that's a fair. That's right. reasonable price. You're certainly not paying a first for Higby. So if you really need a tight end, uh, use that second to go get him, but maybe uh, maybe look at your rankings, look at your tiers, see if you can get somebody you like even more. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's Hawkinson, maybe it's Janu. See if you can get those guys first. Right, well said, Matt. That will do it for our dynasty value study. So we dug deep into Tyler Higby and uh, C.D. Lamb as well. Uh, when we come back, we will wrap up the show with a couple of listener questions.
All right, Matt, we are back. We've got two listener questions, and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on both of these guys. We've got uh, one of our longtime supporters. Every time we do listener questions, uh, we get a question from uh, from Murray. It's at Laxatives Murray on Twitter, one of my favorite names. I, I'm assuming that's a play on Latavius, but Do you know who, where that came from, actually? No, no, that's, I don't. That's Christopher Harris, who I, knew, I know pretty well from our ESPN days. That's his nickname for Latavius Murray because oh. when you type in Latavius Murray in your Word document when you're typing up an article for the first right. time and it doesn't <laughs> know the name, it wants to switch it to laxatives. It's pretty funny. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that is funny. All right, well, somebody liked it enough to make it their Twitter handle, uh, but he wants to know about a player I know that you were pretty impressed by. It's Mo Alley Cox. He says, is there any chance Mo Alleycox jumps uh, Jack Doyle to be the Colts' tight end one going forward? I heard um, I heard some great uh, information from our buddy J.J. Zacharyson about this on his podcast earlier in the week. Uh, he kind of he, he thinks there is. What do you think? I do, too. I, I think... I think Doyle is a coach's favorite and will be number one on the depth chart and maybe even play more snaps and will block. But this is fantasy football. And I think Mo Alley Cox is going to be the better receiver, the more dangerous player, a very Phillip Rivers um, friendly option. Rivers has a great history with tight ends. You know, we've seen many occurrences. Waller's a great example of people about tight ends about this age when they start to really turn a corner. I think he's lined up to do that. And, you know, let's lost your slot receiver. Uh, that could just give him a, a few more, t- an extra target a game here and there. Uh, I'm not sure that he should be in every league. He's more valuable than Doyle. Um, he's not quite startable for me yet, but I think he's the Colts TE1 going forward. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, I think JJ had a stat that uh, I believe it was basically that Jack Doyle had one 100-yard game in his career, and, and Mo Ali Cox matched that in, in really his his first starters, his first chance at significant playing time. So, uh, abs- at, at the very least, if Mo Ali Cox is still sitting out on your waiver wire, you should uh, you should scoop him up as quickly as possible. No, I think so. Yeah. Matt, next question comes from Dynasty Football at Dynasty Pigskin Five on Twitter. Do you buy James Robinson at all? Is he worth a future second round rookie pick? Uh, what do you think about James Robinson? He he started out the season well in that upset uh, over the Colts, and then uh, I would say looked even better in Week Two. He racked up a hundred yards. They almost got the win against the Titans. What are your thoughts on Robinson? I don't have strong thoughts on Robinson, to be honest with you. I'm not avoiding the question. He's been impressive. He brings something to the table as a receiver. I think that offense is much better than I expected and just isn't bad. It's a pretty darn good offense, and he's going to get a lot of touches. But he's still just a guy to me, you know, in terms of talent and upside and all those things and... Do we know he's going to keep the starting job going forward? Probably will, but will he next year? You know, will they draft a the guy in the second round with all their draft picks and we'll forget all about him? 
Yeah, that's my concern. I mean, at the end of the day, he's still an undrafted free agent. We've seen undrafted free agents hit before. I mean, sure. we've got we've got Austin Eckler right now, who, who is a top 12, 15 dynasty running back that was a, a UDFA just a, a few years ago. So, sure, it's certainly possible, but the, the odds are against them. So if I could sell him for a second rounder, I would do that. I would not pay a second rounder for him. Uh, if I'm if I'm desperate for running back, and you know you, you might be desperate for running back given all the say, injuries, yeah. uh, but if I'm desperate for running back, I'm probably going to see if that second rounder will buy Mark Ingram instead. Uh, uh, I'm I'm going to see if uh, maybe Old a established couple, guy. Right, I'm going to see if. Maybe by some chance Jarek McKinnon is on the waiver wire. He shouldn't be, but if he is, I'm going. I'm going to grab him. Uh, basically, I'm going to shop around before I pay a second rounder for James Robinson. Yeah, I mean the only way to, and it's basically what you're just saying is, if I'm a good team and I'm think I'm going to end up with the tenth, eleventh, twelfth pick in the round, and I just lost McCaffrey or Barkley or both, or you know, I mean, and I need somebody to get me through and still contend. He's probably worth that sec that late second just for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. If you know it's a late pick, then it becomes a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I would shop around first. Mark Ingram's the first name that that popped to my mind. I think you can, uh, if the teams match up right, if if a team that's started out zero and two and they've got Ingram on their roster, it it, it probably lines up pretty well that they'll take a pick for for him good call yeah matt that is it for our show today please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcast remember to follow the show at locked on dynasty follow matt at williamson nfl and i'm ryan mc 23 we'll be back next time with more locked on dynasty